My name is Sharon Clark. I want to start off in full transparency and say that I am not a professor, a biblical scholar, a pastor, a bishop, a psychiatrist, or a licensed counselor, but I am a Christian and have been so for six years, who has lived for a time on this earth and experienced some things. I'm continuing to experience some things. I've gleaned insights on some things that I pray will begin to enable those who have found time to listen to this material to get freedom of some things. In other words, gain deliverance of some things, which is not a one-time event, but a lifelong process and requires work on our part. I may not know where you are in your life, but the information that will be relayed is designed to enable us, I say us because I'm still a work in progress, to start the journey, if you haven't done so already, of getting free of hurts, habits, dysfunctional behaviors, and repeated negative patterns in our lives that could be keeping you stagnant, disappointed, sick, and grieved. In the process, my prayer is also, if you haven't done so already, to accept that there is assistance you can receive, if you wish, from the help of the one true God into your heart through a relationship with a divine being known as Jesus the Christ. Episode 12, The Communion, Remembering the Ultimate Victory Through Jesus the Christ. Over the past summer, which was in 2020, I really felt led to fast and pray on some things many times. I sealed the beginning and end of each fast with the communion. I noticed that each time I did this, there was a shift an invisible shift that I can't explain. God made me realize that the act of communion, i.e. remembering Christ's death, his resurrection on the cross and that he died for our sins, is actually a meeting point, an access point where humanity meets divinity. It is a gateway to the kingdom of God. And the altar, which is the cross, in which Jesus the Christ died for the sins of mankind, was and is a far more superior sacrifice than any other sacrifice anyone can make for another human being, because it represents the ultimate act of redemption, deliverance, healing, and the restoration of our souls, and so much more. It is superior than any demonic altar, where some unfortunately submit to other gods, small g, and not the one true God, 
and engage in all kinds of sacrifices for selfish gain, which leads to their ultimate destruction. Going back to the communion, as believers we remember the Creator in the form of Christ that came to earth and put to death all that was wrong with humanity. And as we as believers or Christians remember that superior sacrifice, we have no choice but to submit in mind, body and soul. So we get out of the way so God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, can have his way in our lives and God's power, strength and peace can be made manifest in and through us. So what the act of communion represents is very powerful and more powerful than we actually thought possible as believers. If a believer or a Christian feels led to go on a fast by the Holy Spirit in order to root out some things in prayer, I encourage you to start your fast with a communion and end the fast with communion. This act will unleash the supernatural in your lives. Usually when I start the communion, I obtain a cracker or a piece of bread and some juice. So the cracker basically represents Christ's body being broken for our sins, and the juice represents the blood that was spilt for humanity. Non-compliance with God's word in the ancient times equaled death. There had to be a sacrifice. So God himself gave his only son, which is our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, as that sacrifice, so that we could be reconciled with God once more. So I normally open up in prayer, as I said, and close in prayer. So I'm going to give you an example of an opening prayer you could use for your communion, to remember the communion. Father God, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the one who is, who was, and who is to come. Father God, we do not come with self-confidence and pride, trusting in our own righteousness, but we trust in your great and many mercies. Forgiveness. You are mercy. You are holy. You are worthy. You are grace. We thank you for allowing us to receive your mercy so that we may receive in spirit and in truth the body and the blood of your dear Son, Jesus the Christ, so that we may grow in his likeness, live in Christ and he in us. In Jesus' name. So if you're ever facilitating a communion, I often read from the first book of Corinthians, chapter 11, verses 23 to 26. The first book of Corinthians, chapter 11, verses 23 to 26. To preface the communion. So you take your bread or your cracker and you begin to read from the scripture. And the book of Corinthians, the first book of Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23 to 24, Jesus says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, Jesus that is, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You would then at this point lift the bread or the cracker 
and say, the body of Christ broken for me. Take and eat. Then you would proceed to eat the bread. And if there are others commemorating the communion, you would invite them to do the same. In order to commemorate the blood that was shed on the cross. Again, first book of Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 25, speaks to this. And it says, in the same way, after supper, Jesus, the Christ, took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. Again, now, if you're the leader, or by yourself, lift up your juice, that represents the blood that was shed on the cross, and say, The blood of Christ, which was shed for you, take and drink. Then drink from the cup, and if there are others commemorating this time with you, invite others to do the same. After this act, you would then close off the act of communion in prayer. So a closing prayer, and you can be led as the Holy Spirit leads you to close off, but I wanted to give you an example of a closing prayer to close off the act of communion. So your closing prayer could go as follows. Lord Jesus, what a privilege it is for us to be able to come before your throne of grace in remembrance of your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you for dying for us on the cross and paying the enormous price for our sins so that we may be forgiven of all our faults and receive your Holy Spirit. May we never forget the price that was paid on our behalf. May we never forget that we have been bought with a price, the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we live for Christ, the Anointed One, from this day on, knowing that his body was broken and his blood was spilt for us. Lord Jesus, we gladly make room and space for you in us. Lord Jesus, grant us your hands to work with, your mind to think with, your light to see with, your heart to love with, your joy to light up the world we work and live in. We declare all these things sealed in us now and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to Deliverance, The Beginning Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by the one true, eternal, living God outlined in the Holy Bible. Myself, Sharon Clark, with the full support of my husband and JB Rebel Studio Productions. Teshua Insight Ministries was birthed in 2020 where the world began to experience increasing fears over their mortality due to a release of a disease. This dark period led me on an urgent mission by God to deliver via Teshua Inside Ministries complex deliverance principles and by deliverance I mean being free of continual negative circumstances 
according to the Word of God outlined in the Holy Bible into simpler material that anyone could apply to their everyday life. My prayer is, as I said at the very beginning of this podcast, is that you accept and solidify a relationship with Jesus the Christ so that you may be in overall relationship with the one true eternal living God and begin to experience real life changing and ongoing deliverance in your lives. If you have been blessed by the material emanating from this podcast, I urge you to begin doing some groundwork yourself by reading number one, the Holy Bible, which is available online for download and onto any mobile device and is available for purchase through most bookstores or through Amazon. There are other resources and books that you may find useful that I credit for assisting me on this journey. The second book is Deliverance from Demonic Covenants and Curses. That is Deliverance from Demonic Covenants and Curses by Reverend James A. Solomon. The third book is called Overthrowing Evil Altars. Overthrowing Evil Altars by Pastor Yuzor Nadekwu. I'll spell his name. His first name, Yuzor, is spelt U-Z-O-R, Yuzor. And his last name, Nadekwu, is spelt N-D-E-K-W-U. I'll say that again. N-D-E-K-W-U. The fourth and final book is called Powers Behind the Scenes by Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. That's Powers Behind the Scenes by Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. Stay tuned for future podcasts from Teshua Insight Ministries on this platform. And if you're looking for general information, Teshua Insight Ministries can be found on Instagram. Thank you.